Live at Bailiwick inside of the Orleans, it's Cofield and Company. All right, here we go on a game two Wednesday. We got lots of Vegas Golden Knights talk coming up, leading into a six o'clock start just across the strip as we are at the Orleans Bailiwick. So, a game just to the west. Check that east. Always got those directions wrong. Adam Candy. Candy's here. Uh, we've also got uh, Ari back in our Finley Toyota studios. Angel's helping out here at Bailiwick. Big, big viewing party. Uh, great drink specials. Got some uh, food specials on the apps during happy hour up until 6 o'clock. And then the puck drops. And Golden Knights look to take a 2 nothing lead. Unfamiliar position, right? It seems like every time uh, so far in these playoffs, the uh, Knights were coming out of the gates behind the eight ball. Trying to fight back into series, but they had a good game in game number one. We'll break all of that down. But uh, lots of news to get to, Candy. Uh, we start with the king of all sports, and that is the NFL. Very interesting today, and we'll break this down at a couple of points during the show. But the uh, you know, we've, we've been kind of asking, hey, what happens around the NFL? They're saying teams need to get to 85% vaccination, fully vaxxed. And if they don't, then they can't return to normal. And we got a good indication today, a chart sent out by the NFL lists the differences in terms of operating at the workplace between vaccinated players and unvaccinated players. And I'm guessing the unvaccinated players are going to look at this and go, what the frig? Yeah, they might. Um, And I'm sure their teammates are kind of hoping they do. The ones who are vaccinated, because this list is extensive in terms of what's allowed and what's not. And it goes beyond just the obvious stuff like tests and masking and so on like that. Uh, Look at things like the fact that guys who are vaccinated have no restrictions on marketing and sponsorship opportunities. Yep. But if you're unvaccinated, you are not allowed to have any social media marketing sponsorship activities. Oh, oh! so this might be something that ends up hitting you in the wallet. Yep. All that stuff run. gets shut down. When you go on the road, what happens? Uh, when you go on the road, you can interact with anybody you want to if you're vaccinated. If not? If, n- if not, go <laughs> ahead and get comfy with the room service menu Enjoy because your room. you're stuck. <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's not shocking because that's what – uh, everyone had to do for a good part of last year in every sport. But now, I mean, most people and, mo- you know, most states have come online like, hey, things are back open again. Now in the NFL, uh, they have certain job requirements, and I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who are going to be really pissed off about this. And if you're a fan, you know, we pointed out the uh, Panthers are like 52% fully vaccinated. The Niners are below 50. The Bills have been very vocal, several of them, including a player's wife, in being anti-vaxxers. So, Stick to your guns, make your statements, and see how it works out for the team this year because, as Candy said, there's nothing worse uh, worse than a workplace that's all split because uh, you're inconveniencing others because of your personal agenda. So we'll get into that with uh, former player Caleb Herring a little later on. Adam Hill's going to check in as he's got a lot from Raiders camp as well. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. NBA today. You wake up in the morning and all of a sudden, and this has been the case it seems like every three days in the NBA, we're starting to feel comfy. You know, the, the maybe we're going in a direction of how we're going to set up the finals here, Candy, and injuries and another COVID issue now has put the Western Conference completely on its dome. First of all, Kawhi Leonard is out for the foreseeable future. Is this a knee sprain or is it a torn ACL? Well, 
six of one, half a dozen of the other there. Ultimately, it's just a matter of how torn it is, how sprained it is. So Kawhi Leonard injured it in game four is out indefinitely. That's as much as has been uh, deciphered by Shams and others who have reported this. So Kawhi out, and that sends us back to the drawing board once again on the Clippers, right? We were just about ready. We were just about ready to send the Clippers on through. We were just about there. They had played really well in games three and four. They were going to be facing a Utah team again without Mike Conley tonight. And now, no Kawhi. Amazing. So we'll see what the updates are. Uh, like I said, there's some fear that it could be a torn ACL, and now there's you know there's a, the beginning is of talk about hey what happens next year? Maybe he's out all of next year, and then you've got a lot of vocal, a lot of people being vocal, including LeBron James, about this condensed season, and maybe that's why we've seen all the injuries. Of course, there's the people who hate the NBA, who I'm sure will point to the fact that they just believe that NBA players are pansies. Um, Chris Paul is also out for the foreseeable future. That guy has had so much bad luck over the years, Candy, with injuries. But this time it's not an injury, and it's a little bit complicated. It's nuanced. And, God, if there's one thing we do well on sports radio, it's nuance. <laughs> um, he is in the COVID protocols, which takes him out indefinitely for the Phoenix Suns. Now, we don't look at it the same way we looked at things with COVID protocols prior to vaccines where you immediately say, oh, well, there he is. Put him in the 10-day, 14-day quarantine. Well, no, the rules actually state in the NBA that anybody who tests positive, vaccinated or unvaccinated, and we don't know the vaccination status of a lot of the players, has to be put into the protocols. Now, we're going to find out a lot about Chris Paul's situation by how quickly he's able to come back because folks who are vaccinated and end up being cleared and ask the Golden Knights about false positives, guys who are vaccinated and cleared can come back a lot sooner than guys who test positive who are unvaccinated and then have to kind of sit it out and wait for them to not have symptoms and be okay to come back. This is amazing. This is a, It really is. It's amazing. And uh, like Candy said, um, I think a lot of people initially saw it and they're like, well, he's, he's not vaccinated, but... Uh, that doesn't seem to be the case. Uh, the other big story in the NBA is what happened yesterday. What heroism. What a guy's guy. What a man's man. James Harden scored five points. He wasn't the story of the game in the end, but the fact that he gave him 40-plus minutes was pretty amazing. I guess until there's the next big moment, the next big hurdle that Kevin Durant has to pass, um, He's going to get some credit for being awesome and the best player in all of the NBA because last night was insane. We can we can talk about the Bucks story. Well, I'll ask you, what, what's the bigger story? KD going 49-17-10 and, and bringing his team back from down 17 or the Bucks not adjusting their style of play and blowing the 17-point lead? Well, the question is, do you like fun? Or do you work for Cofield and Company? Because those are the two categories that you can throw people into. So if you like fun, then Kevin Durant coming a free throw short of 50, hey, that's fantastic. Like, that was an absolute sight to see. And for anybody, including me, who ever said, hey, does Kevin Durant really want to be the one star? Does he want to have the whole thing on his shoulders? A game like that certainly suggests that he's capable of doing it. And I I will say, as the only Nets fan in – Long time Nets fan. Uh, 40 years now. Uh, as the only Nets fan in Las Vegas, KD can now 
be talked about at the forward position along with Buck Williams and Jeff Turner. Okay. Okay. Uh, very, very important. Um, I, I'll, have to, I'll get your opinion later on uh, where we slot in Tom Gugliotta. But, yes. Uh, very, very well cleared up for me. I Thank feel you. like I just slighted Keith Van Horn along with Derek, Col- flow, Derek Coleman, maybe? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, DC had some questions. All right. So You're the like, other okay, side. Let me, let me move on. The other side of this equation, of course, is if you don't like fun, then you look at the Bucks and you say, Mike Budenholzer should have gotten the Lane Kiffin treatment. He should not be allowed to leave Brooklyn. He should not have been on the plane back to Milwaukee. They should have buried him somewhere deep down in Brooklyn. I'm telling you, man, where wherever that basement is that Biggie has all them tied up. Your daughter's tied up in the Brooklyn basement. That's where Mike Budenholzer needs to be. Put him in there and never let him out again because that was an abomination. I mean, how do you have a 16-point lead at halftime and have the entire inside the NBA crew saying, your team is dumb and they're playing dumb and they should be up more? And guess what? Playing dumb lost you the most winnable game you had in the series. We've got Atlanta-Philly back tonight. That's coming up in about two and a half hours. Then we've got the Clippers and the Jazz. That goes down at 7 o'clock. And, of course, the big story in these next of the woods, these neck of the woods. By the way, you got an approval, uh, uh, nod of approval from Angel on your biggie reference. Uh, VGK and Montreal go at it at 6 o'clock. I did just drop a dime on the lottery ticket. Clippers to win the title at 9-1. to one. And I feel good about it. Now I have something to root for. I'm rooting for that knee to mend. I'm rooting for that knee not to be torn. I'm rooting for Kawhi Leonard to come back if there is a Game 7. But you know what, Clippers? Do Kawhi a favor and just freaking close it out tonight. All right, we'll get you primed uh, throughout the show for Game 6 tonight. Golden Knights taking on the Canadians. They had a great game in Game Number 1. Can they match it? Find out next. We want all the smoke. Tweet at Steve Goldfield or call 702-364-1100 and let us have it. Now, back to Cofield and Company. They go, New York, go, New York, go! Bronco había desaparecido después del primer cuarto, anotando Kevin Durant. 31 puntos para él, solo ha fallado cuatro tiros en todo el encuentro. Go, New York, go, New York, go! Say, go, New York, go, New York, go! The crush the defense by Milwaukee now. Durant fires. And hits! With the shot clock running down, he hits from downtown. They did it again. New York's team, they did it again. The city loves the Brooklyn Nets. Awesome show by Kevin Durant. 49, 17, and 10. Candy, as an area guy, an area native, are you thrilled as you come in here on this Wednesday to see the Nets looking stronger and stronger now? The city, huh? The city is excited? The city The city is loves excited. them. The, the oh. city, the whole region oh. loves them. The, oh, oh. The, regions oh, the whole region. N- the, the region's NBA team. Oh, I, uh, yeah, Connecticut's going wild right now. Um, they can't believe what they've seen. Nah, but let's be honest. Uh, and I know you're, you uh, grew closer to Connecticut than I did. I never really considered it a tri-state. Come on. Whoa. Connecticut. Whoa. Shots fired at the entire state. We're rolling in all the Richie Riches from uh, Greenwich. Is it that we want to go with? Wow. Bridgeport stand up. My yeah, goodness. The, I can't believe what's going on here. I will say all the, all the dirtbag cities in uh, Connecticut, we, uh, we push to the New England region. Man, oh man. Okay, all right. That sounds fine. I, 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 I was watching courtside at the game last night and seeing. Well, I saw Travis Scott. I saw Jason Sudeikis. Um, 
I'm getting a little concerned here. I'm getting a little concerned about this celebrity bandwagoning that's going on in Brooklyn because it feels like these are all the people that Jimmy Dolan usually slides tickets mm-hmm. to who are just kind of like, oh, I – I missed my stop at Penn Station. Oh, I'm in. Oh, I'm in Brooklyn now. Well, I'm while I'm here, I might as well pick up. Uh, might as well pick up a couple tickets to Barclays Center and see what's going right. on down here. Oh, I can actually boo in this arena and not be at risk of being thrown out by the owner. This is fair. <laughs> let's not, let's not put Jimmy Dolan up there as some he's some poor victim in this whole thing. All these guys are traitors now moving over. Uh, by the way, where's Spike Lee? Is he hiding up in a suite? Uh, Spike Lee can't figure out which entrance to come in in the, in the building. So he's try, still trying to figure it out. Madison Square Garden has yeah. no idea where to go into Barclays Center. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure they uh, they have needed celebrities for a long time. So I'm sure the celeb entrance is is pretty easy to find. They'll they will uh, escort people in. All right. Well, let's talk about the Golden Knights tonight. Is uh, you got Game Two on tap and a lot of good angles in this one. The first game, real interesting game. Uh, once. The Knights posted out the 3-1. They kind of cruised from there until that final you know, three minutes or so when Price was out of goal. And uh, you had the uh, Canadians just with a deluge of shots uh, making Fleury work and uh, pile up uh, his numbers up to 28 saves. But there's a lot of great storylines going into this one. I think some of the, mo- or some of the most important storylines are that, or the most important storyline going into this one, yeah, mission accomplished in game number one, but if you lose game two, then all of what you did in game one is kind of for naught if you give up home ice. It's true, and, and this is really the first time in the 2020-21 season that, that home ice really is a thing, right? I mean, this is going to be, by the time the Golden Knights get on the plane to head to Montreal, this will be the longest road trip they've gone on all year long. It'll be the first time they've gone to Canada, and it's more restrictive COVID protocols all year long. So it's almost in ways going to be like going back into the bubble because remember it was only a week or so ago that Canada figured out how they were going to do cross-border travel to let American teams in, to let the Canadians come down here. So that's not to say that that in particular has anything to do with how we play this game tonight. But if you're the Golden Knights and the idea is you are now 9-1 to one favorites after game one to win this series – and you dominated, let's say, two-plus periods of that game on Monday night, well, what's clear is that you are the more talented team. You are the better team. Montreal would have to play a perfect game in order to be closer than they were on Monday night, and yet you all of that sounds all well and good until you get out there on the ice tonight and go do exactly what you did in game one because otherwise, going to Montreal 1-1, it doesn't matter how you got there. You're in a world of trouble. A world of trouble? That's if you're, if you're 1-1 going up to Montreal? I don't know if I'd describe it as a world of trouble based on what I saw from Montreal in game one of this series. I'm going to tell you, the first 10-plus minutes of that game, Montreal was the better side, and the Golden Knights did exactly what they had to do. You win a face-off, you get a good shot, you take the air out of their sails, that was it. But right after that, and let's be honest here, that penalty that Will Carrier took with the Golden Knights up 2-0, was just a horrendous penalty that Montreal cashed in immediately, right? Now it's 2-1. Now it's at least, you know, make you sweat time a little bit. And the Golden Knights did exactly what they had to do. They come back less than two minutes later, answer the goal, and, and here we are again. So, yeah, okay, maybe maybe a province of trouble, not a world of okay. trouble uh, going up to Quebec. I feel, like you're being, I feel like you're being a little harsh on Carrier. Uh, there are times when you will try to palm or rake someone's face and your hand just gets mm-hmm. stuck. 
And then they, and then they, they, you know, a little Oscar there. They they flop themselves to the ground. You know, the thing, the thing of it is, here on Cofield and Company, uh, you know, back in the old days when we were doing, you know, shows everybody together in the studio, if Cofield didn't like your take, it was face wash, straight face wash, just like the guys in the <laughs> NHL give you a face wash with yeah. a nasty old glove, and you just had to take it. And so he's a little sensitive to guys like Will Carrier. It, I actually, I'm on their side. It, it, it got, yeah. it actually got physical in the old days. If it yeah, wasn't just, a face uh, wash, I would, it would just be an outright fish hook, and uh, <laughs> you know, you would be, you would be dragged by the corner of your mouth during a break, and uh, we'd have a little talking to. Yeah, and, th- and then everybody would come back on the air. We issued an apology to Dear Leader, and we move on. <laughs> Those were the old days. Oh, we a, missed it. There was a physicality about doing sports radio. Remember can, what it was like. I remember can, the good old days. I can remember the days of uh, one of our good buddies. I won't name him until we do a podcast with him tonight. Uh, punching a hole through a door, but the door was flimsy at the office. We had cheap doors. I can remember a recent story on a show I did with a guy who does CBS National getting angry during a break because maybe an argument wasn't going his way or was being challenged too much, and he threw a bottle of water to the ground. The other person in the studio me, uh, may have responded by also throwing a bottle of water. Those were the good old days. Those were the Will Carrier days of sports radio. I missed those. Yes. And I never even had something hurled at me. And I will not. I will not even tell the story of the Ryan Reeves-like incidents. There may have been some hair pulled and uh, torn from someone's head, but it happens. Might have been my hair. I learned from the best. I learned about the physicality of sports talk radio. All right, this is stupid. Um, so I do not. I, I listen. It would be great if the Golden Knights get out to a two-nothing lead. One-one is not a disaster, but. There are unknowns going to Montreal. First of all, there's going to be 3,500 there. I don't think in games, you know, from game three to four, and I'm talking about 3,500 fans, I don't think from game three to four they're going to go 3,500 to 15,000. But there's the unknown and the the different conditions, and I don't think the Golden Knights are going to wilt because of this. But you are more restricted when you go to Montreal. It is going to be a little bit different. It is a road environment, even if it doesn't have, in their case, like 22,000 plus. It's one of the great grand buildings in all of uh, North American sports, there are going to be some different challenges and some different looks in terms of getting prepped for the game around the game. That's exactly what we're talking about here is unknowns, right? No one's done it. This will be the first time in the entire NHL season that a North American team, or I should say a U.S. team, has crossed the border in North America to go play the game. So, you know, the Golden Knights will do the best that they can to stay in their routine, and they're professionals. They'll make what they can of it. They're a more talented team. They're a deeper team. They have the advantage at just about every position on the ice. But none of it matters if you get a fluky 2-1 game tonight where Carey Price is allowed to make the saves and the Golden Knights don't continue to do what they did, which was execute. And I mean they executed so very well in game one to where Carey Price did not have a chance on three of those four shots. Mm. I feel like the... Flames that have been fanned in earlier parts of the day to worry about the Golden Knights are freaking seeping into Cofield and company. So much so, though, that I do have another lottery ticket up on my mobile app right now. I just told you 10 minutes ago I put money on 9-1 to one Clippers to win the title. I think Kawhi is a god amongst men, and hopefully the knee will heal on its own. Um, Canadians are 7-1 to one to win the series. Are you're you're really trying to convince us that there's some danger after tonight if the Knights don't get the job done? Should I be placing some money on the Canadian lottery ticket? Okay, so let's talk about where we are at seven to one, right? Where we're essentially saying there's 
one in four ish, maybe less than one in four chance of the Canadians winning this series. It is odd how the Golden Knights side goes from. <laughs> I love the split on the number. The Golden Knights side assures us that they're ninety-one percent uh, in good shape to win the series, and yet, uh, yes, we get we get seven hundred on the Canadians back. But I get yeah. your point. I get your point. It's is it within the realm of possibility? Yeah, it's absolutely within the realm of possibility. Right, I, here we go. John von Tobel and I talked about it on Monday. The, the Canadians at plus 375 were probably a little bit too long. And that game on Monday night showed what can happen if the Golden Knights play their game and take Montreal out of their comfort zone. That's exactly what should happen. They should be big favorites in this series. But could Montreal win it? Of course they could. Of course they could. You saw it. You saw the stretches of play out of Montreal in game one that show you that they have the ability to make life difficult on the Golden Knights. All right, I just put 500 on the Canadians for you, so I'll stop by the station after we're done here. And uh, if you can give me the 500, you're good to go. Thumbs up from Ari. He, wow, uh, he's a big hockey better. Wow, yeah. What happened? Did he leave the studio? or he's uh, No, no. He, for, he forgot bat. that this is radio. He's trying to do sort of web stream thing. He's giving us a little Deontay Wilder at the press conference yesterday. <laughs> Five gonna minutes of there, silence. Just going to sit there with headphones on. Yeah, it's a lot of not, money. Not listening. What? It's a lot of money. I was it's, contemplating. It's, it's not much more than you. It's actually less than you took from all of us. That I that, earned. Uh, in that you know, smoking guy bet over at uh, Barley's. We found the, uh, the smoking gambler with the mask on some 11 months ago. I was about to say in my pictures, I was just looking. It's, it's just about a year. Is that right? That Good memory, son. I, I you, won that bet fair and square. When you stole another 150, mm-hmm. 200 bucks from John Von Tobel? Mm-hmm. Whatever you say. Er, already, knew, already knew he had the bet won, and he, he slow played it. Lies. Anyway. Scammer. 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 Big time scammer. Bring me the All money. Right. Uh, more uh, VGK news coming up. We'll get you updates, hopefully, on what's happening on the Canadian side, because they have a bunch of players out who actually could help the squad. We're going to talk to uh, one of the insiders from Montreal in our 5 o'clock hour. But back to what's going on around the NBA. If you missed it, Kawhi Leonard out for the foreseeable future. Maybe a torn ACL is a freaking disaster. Chris Paul is day-to-day right now. He's in COVID protocol. He could miss the beginning or all of the Western Conference Finals. Join the conversation on Twitter at ESPN Las Vegas. From the draw, they score! It's a shot from Theodore out high. Vegas strikes first. First goal of the playoffs. It might have been tipped in front, we'll see. But Theodore ripped it from out high. Vegas takes a 1-0 lead. Hanging at Bailiwick inside of the Orleans, it's Cofield and Company. Happy hour starts up here in 90 minutes. You got uh, cheap eats on the appetizers, get the giant pretzel, the nachos, uh, drinks $2 off as it all leads into... The Golden Knights game number two at the Fortress. We'll talk to Kevin Klein, sportsbook dude over at uh, Samstown, as uh, we'll talk a little uh, sportsbook action with one of the head guys from Boyd Gaming. That's coming up in about 15 minutes on the way back. Duva with the call, Knights Radio Network. You can listen to the game over on Fox 1340 and 98.9 FM. Candy, that guy, that guy makes a gigantic difference. That Dang. guy. Not Dan Duva. Duva. Shea, Shea Theodore. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I thought you were getting excited about the radio guy. For I, set, I set you up there, and there was he delayed a little bit, so I jumped mm. on you. Sorry about that. Mm. Shea Theodore playing at that level 
for the Golden Knights is a complete and total game changer. Uh, that not even the goal that was the real play where you see the effect of Shea Theodore. It right. was the pass to Alec Martinez yep. that led to the other goal where he put a shot fake out there that would have made Michael Jordan proud. Like, that was <laughs> impressive. He got Martinez a wide open net. And that, you can see, is the real effect of having a Shea Theodore out there, having two true puck-moving offensive defensemen. And then you get guys like Alec Martinez, guys like Nick Holden, jumping into plays to help put the puck into the back of the net. And you see that the Golden Knights, when they're activating the defenseman, I love using that word, activating the defenseman like that, are at their absolute best. So on the Montreal side, we're waiting to see what the condition is of Petrie. I know didn't look good yesterday. I was reading from some of the VGK reporters was wearing a, a big glove. And uh, actually, no, it was Keith Jones who made the comment, like, eh, that'll be a target. Um, two other guys, well, no, at least one other guy um, in uh, Evans fighting back from a concussion. So we'll see what the uh, update is on those two players uh, throughout the show. We'll try to keep you up to date on what the hell's going on with Montreal and the injury situation around the NBA. So Chris Paul right now is out. He's in COVID protocol. We don't think he's tested positive for COVID. So what exactly is going on here? Because I know when you were looking at the stories this morning, Candy, you're like, please, everyone, read beyond the headline, read into the story, and it gives you a clearer picture on what's happened here with Chris Paul and COVID. So – Understand this much. If you get nothing else out of the next 30 seconds of me yelling, get this. We don't know that Chris Paul isn't vaccinated. We don't know that. Just because he ended up in the protocol does not mean that Chris Paul did not get the COVID vaccine. In fact, we heard from uh, Jalen Rose from ESPN earlier that he's under the impression that Chris Paul has been vaccinated. But these are the protocols for the NBA. Uh, the NBA basically says if you have a positive test, you have to go into the protocol. Now, there are two ways out of it. You can either test out of it or it can be a matter of timing. So for a test-based resolution, this is according to the NBA's protocols, the player must return at least two consecutive negative PCR tests at least 24 hours apart. Now, if they don't, that's where it gets dicey. For the time-based resolution, the person would have to go at least 10 days since the date of their first positive test or the onset of symptoms, if they had any, and then go at least 24 hours since their symptoms have gone away. So we're going to find out pretty quickly here what the situation is with Chris Paul, because if Chris Paul is cleared in the next couple of days, then guess what? Probably vaccinated because there's no need to wait on the amount of time for 10 days for him to have no symptoms. So we likely will find out what's going on here by the weekend at the latest. Uh, good timing on this tweet. Sham sources one player has tested positive for coronavirus out of 164 tested in the last week. And, of course, the comments immediately are, wonder who it could be. Rip CP3. I wonder who it was. CP3. These the dots we connect. That's got to be CP3. Sigh, Chris. All right. So the, none of those people were listening to me. None of them. <laughs> oh, not, no. not a one of them. Nope. Okay. Good. <laughs> I'll get out my jump to conclusions, Matt, and we can all uh, we can all pile on. <laughs> you have that, Matt? I do, yeah. I'll, I'll absolutely. If I, yeah, I'll make one up by the time it's time for us to do this. Yeah. By tomorrow's show, I will have the jump to conclusions, Matt. I will have CP3's face at the top of it. So the game last night, Bucks up big. 
They falter. KD goes crazy. Amazingly, Harden plays 40-plus minutes, makes just about nothing, scores five points, goes 0 for 8 from three. But KD is so good, such a one-man band down the stretch. I mean, the bomb that he hit from probably 27 feet, you know, right wing extended behind the three-point arc was just just ridiculous. Uh, you heard that call earlier, courtesy of uh, Marv. That was completely nuts. But then, of course, on the other side, because as you said earlier, there's two ways to go on Cofield & Company. We can be the fun Cofield & Company or the negative downer Cofield & Company like energy vampires, which, by the way, will be a theme in the 3 o'clock hour. John Gruden, I don't know if you coined the phrase, but I like the energy like the energy vampires. We'll go towards the negative. Can I play you a little Stephen A. Smith after game two when he was completely pissed off at Giannis? When you have a basketball player with Giannis's ability sitting there talking about, well, we can't do anything with them. I mean, we just got to figure it out as a group. We got to be more physical. We do- no, you! It comes down to you! When you have those abilities, you're supposed to stand up, man up, and go like this. I ain't going out like that. He dropping 30. I'm dropping 40. Okay. Again, Kevin Durant, and that was the whole thing was referencing Kevin Durant after the 40-point, near 40-point win in game two, and how Giannis reacted to it which was, you know, kind of mature fashion. He's not a bombastic guy. Giannis did the same thing last night. Did he not, Candy? And again, people are like, what the hell? And it was equally as ridiculous. He called Kevin Durant the best player in the league right now. And I can make you a case for some others, but you know what? I'm not going to argue with him. The way Kevin Durant played last night, who would? But you can't say that! Oh, you're the not a competitor. The message it sends, you can't say that. You're not a competitor, are you, Giannis? You don't want enough. No, just know who the guy is. He's being humble. He's being honest. And if you're Giannis right now, you cannot legitimately go out there when you are shooting Shaq free throws. When James Harden is waving off defensive help on you because he realizes if you get a step on him, He's going to hack the life out of you because all he has to do is send you to the line. Giannis is just being smart and honest. Shouldn't that be what we want him to be? Or or is that what we want? Do, or we want the other side of this. Do we want him to come out there and say, oh, yeah, I didn't think he was that good. You know, uh, you know, I think we're the better team, but uh, I just had a good night. No, then we would kill them for that. We would kill Giannis and anybody else who would say that kind of crap. Giannis went out there last night, and you know what? Yes, he is struggling to shoot free throws, and that's where Kevin Durant really feasted on Milwaukee. 13 of 16 from the line, adding into that 49-point total. And you know what? Giannis had 34. Don't make it sound like he didn't show up for the game. He still makes decisions that he should not make. Fadeaway jumpers and just ugly, ugly things in Giannis' game that shouldn't be there. But you know what? It's not as though the guy went out there and had six points. Stop it. Get off his back. What do you think when other players who are not in the playoffs are taking shots at Giannis? Like C.J. McCollum. The best part of the C.J. McCollum tweet in which he dragged the Defensive Player of the Year, Mr. Antetokounmpo, former Defensive Player of the Year, dragged him from not picking up KD at some point. Might be right. Might absolutely be right. And Mike Budenholzer has not exactly made a case for Coach of the Year or 
even to keep his job in the playoffs. But uh, if you're C.J. McCollum from the Portland Trailblazers, <laughs> a team that somehow managed to play negative defense, it was almost as though right. like you could choose to keep all five players at the offensive end of the floor and just let the other team score. And somehow the Blazers seemed worse than that. It almost seemed like the Blazers found a way to make it more challenging for themselves defensively. So you might want to figure out the Portland Trailblazers defense before you go out there dragging anybody else. Also funny from C.J. McCollum, if you uh, like to bet trade destination, C.J. McCollum, I believe on the board last week in faraway places, the third choice were the Bucks. So you may want to may want to tone it down a little bit. But uh, hey, he's a good podcaster. He's an outspoken guy. So if he wants to, I mean, he, he does, like you said, he does make a point about someone, whether it's Giannis or... Uh, Budenholzer, um, you'd like to see Giannis matched up in key situations against KD. Barkley, after the game last night, Charles Barkley, and TNT is a must-watch afterwards. I know Barkley is very worried now about being canceled because he can't say what he wants to say, which is fooey. But uh, listen to this, and, and you tell me, did, does Barkley have a point here with the Bucks? That was embarrassing for basketball to lose that game to have that like you could tell they were going to lose the game at halftime when you do dumb stuff and it works you keep doing dumb stuff they're killing them in the paint but they're going to keep jacking up threes just because that's how they play man I, I am so mad right now because they got a bunch of really good guys and they play dumb and they deserve to lose that game agree on all fronts stupid style of play they deserve to lose we all knew at the half the game was over. Let me read you a quote. It's fine to celebrate success, but it's more important to heed the lessons of failure. Noted philosopher Bill Gates uh, said <laughs> that about learning from the things you do wrong. So is Charles Barkley right that you kind of trick yourself when things go well, that the dumb things you're doing might actually be okay? Yeah, he's absolutely right. And you know why Charles can say that? Because he went on there at halftime when they were up 16 yeah. were the Bucks, And Charles Barkley said they are playing dumb. He said they should be up 25 right now. So did he call it that they were going to lose? No, but he absolutely said Milwaukee's in trouble here because they didn't build up a bigger lead. And you know what? John Von Tobel and I came on on Monday, and we were laughing at the idea that the Nets were completely out of it without Kyrie and Harden, and what did we say? Well, what if he has one of those nuclear games where he goes for 50? Yeah, that's exactly what Kevin Durant did. Damn, I wish I was listening on Monday because I got all gassed up yesterday and tried to go contrarian. So when it got announced at like 4.50 that Harden was officially in the game and the line throughout the day had gone down to like three, two and a half, and then all of a sudden it was Bucks one, I'm like, of course I'm going to play Bucks minus one. They're going to be fine. I don't think Harden's going to be 100%. I think he'll score like five points. Well, I didn't say that part. I should have listened to you guys. Oh. I did not I did not factor in KD going full KD and going 49, 17, and 10. Well, listen, here, here's, what you have to, here's what you have to understand. I, I, I'm just a guy. I'm a guy who you know, gets on here and, and talks some mess every now just, and then. Just a guy. John Von Tobel yeah. is a senior NBA analyst. Do you know the level – of testing and protocol you have to go through before they let you put that senior in front of your name? Senior NBA analyst. The man knows what he's talking about. i got to take this title more seriously. Clearly, I'm losing money left and right because I'm not listening to the senior analyst. 
it's out there for you. I mean, and he's on our show, and I'm all listening to him. I don't get it. What am I, I doing? Know. That that scream was supposed to be inside, lamenting my poor bet on Bucks minus one. Which, by the way, you have to admit, uh, even though Chuck said they should be up 25 at the half. I will tell you, uh, and, you know, I'm a Nets fan, so I wanted the Nets to win, but, you know, you bet with your head, not your heart. Uh, when they were up big, I'm like, wow, this was an easy winner. Oops. Oops. Price is right, fail music. Yeah, that didn't work. That didn't work at all. Uh, Kevin Klein's going to join us from over at Samstown. He's one of the uh, chief bookmakers here at Boyd Gaming. We're here at the Orleans today. Boyd Gaming is the official home of Lotus Broadcasting throughout these VGK playoffs, and we'll ask him uh, whether number is right now for the Golden Knights and some liability situations and also how much the NBA title board has changed with all of these weird notes today, injury notes, COVID notes, especially with Kawhi and CP3. Join the conversation on Twitter at Cofield & Co. Suzuki in front, bumped it's bullet, Cofield scores, and there it is, his first a power play marker and hits the Canadians on the board. You know, they're Goal, Caulfield. Now, back to Caulfield and Company, live at Bailey Wick inside of the Orleans. That's probably some uh, derivation of the, the real name, no doubt, no doubt. Good call there. I think it was something was spliced in there. Uh, good call there from the Sportsnet or Sportsnet Canada, as uh, I think they, they dropped the... Uh, the Sportsnet. Was it always The Sportsnet? With TSN, was that The Sportsnet? I don't know. It's just Sportsnet now. Right, Candy? You're a Canadian TV expert. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. Whatever you say, Caulfield. Caulfield, whatever you <laughs> Caulfield. are. <laughs> Believe me, I've heard a lot of Caulfield in my life, especially with the area that we come from with the pronunciation. All right, we're hanging out here at the Orleans. Bailiwick is the site, but you know, Boyd Gaming is the official home for Lotus Broadcasting during these uh, Golden Knight uh, this Golden Knight playoff run. So today's the Orleans. We've been out at Samstown, Cannery. We've been all over the Valley. They're all great spots, and the Boyd Gaming family to watch the game and the games in general. And Kevin Klein's over at Samstown. He's the book director there. Kevin, how you doing? You're up with uh, Cofield, and then Adam Candy's here as well. Well, I, I'm doing good, Steve. Adam, good to uh, talk to you guys again. All right, well, let's get into it. Where are we right now with the uh, the game tonight? I'm, I'm sure uh, getting Canadian ticket money may not be that easy no it's not you know uh we've got the night at 295 uh that's a well you know as a better you're gonna you got to take the plus there but oh my goodness it's hard to hard to fathom i mean it was just one game and we did look good but you know if i'm such a fan and you just said don't bet with your heart <laughs> so I'm just going to pass. But uh, you're going to pass on this one. Yeah. If you could make a case for the Canadians in uh, in first of all, there's value in betting the plus. But what did you see from the Canadians where you were like, all right, that that element is a little bit dangerous. Uh, well, that first ten minutes. Yeah. That's. Uh, it, it looked like you know you. Uh oh, this isn't good. And then you know we turned it around, but uh, that just goes to show you though. And they got Carey Price. And uh, granted, uh, you know, he gave up a few goals, but, boy, we were putting it to him, and he wasn't getting much help. Uh, but Carey Price has had an unbelievable second half of the season. And, you know, he's, uh, you could, he's probably the reason they're there. And uh, it's like a great starting pitcher. If you have good goaltending that play out their minds, 
you know, anybody can win any, especially in that sport. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Klein's with us, uh, Boyd Gaming, over at Samstown. I can't imagine. Do you have much money on Canadians to win the title like that anyone put down during the season? No. Uh, Vegas <laughs> is our biggest liability. Uh, all the rest of the teams are pretty good for us. So uh, I'm not going to tell you how much, but uh, why don't <laughs> yeah. you make it an over and under, and I'll tell you over or under. Yeah, yeah. Uh... I would assume the entire city. There can't be too many books that don't have some liability. It just depends on how much on the Knights because this town loves to bet the Knights for the title. But remember, early on, you know, there wasn't much value because they're the Knights and, right. you know, we know better. So, well, what do you think? You got an over and under? What you think our, our, our liability is? What do you think, Andy? You got a number? Ah, no way. I, I, I'm not going there. Uh, let's see. You so you want a dollar figure, right, Kevin? Yes. Um, three hundred thousand in the hole. Under. Okay. All right. But, but by the way, I'm like uh, I just said. All right, like it's not a big deal, but I also <laughs> I'm not running the book. So. And remember, that's an awful lot of properties in that pool. So. Yeah. You know, it's 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 quite substantially under three hundred. Okay. So is that a? I mean. I can't. They, is that a positive or a negative? The number. I mean, overall, well, it's a negative. That means we're not really sweating that. Exactly. And, uh, okay. So you guys managed it well. Okay. You know, I don't feel guilty for rooting for the Knights. Let's just say that. The other day, after the uh, after the Islanders took Game One from the Lightning, are there enough savvy people in town who saw you know the uh, the title number jump for the Lightning that they actually came in and the, you know try to take advantage of that number? Because I, I actually I got it at three to one, which I was like, hey, you know what they've been. Like plus one eighty, plus two hundred. I'm like, this. There's some good value here. Did anyone actually come to the window and start betting the lightning? Not so much that I would notice. Yeah, but you know, not everybody's like you. Like you bet uh, the Knights when they were down two to one. I was with you that day when they bet yeah. uh, when you got the five dollars. Well, I, I I I hit those tickets about one of ten. So when you say not everybody's like you, I do a lot of those. So when I get them, I yeah, you're right. I had plus three sixty and plus five hundred on the series when the Knights were down, and it, it worked out uh, in the end. All right, so what – Kevin Klein's with us. What's, what's going on with the NBA board? Because, I mean, every day there's something happening. Like, uh, I mean, I just put some money on the Clippers at 9-1. to one. I mean, it's a, it is a, it's a freaking miracle ticket now because if Kawhi seriously hurt, I'm probably cooked on that one. But where are you guys on trying to adjust this board and then also kind of meshing in what you took all year on the Nets and the Lakers? Well, that's all a factor. But for us right now, the Clipper Jazz uh, series price is not there. Right now, we're going to wait a little bit here okay. for that. All right. So, uh, but yeah, don't blame me on that one. Uh, what do you got for a uh, play of the day? Play of the day, I've already had it. Now I couldn't come up with a pick. Yeah. So I went with uh, the whales. Whale soccer today. Really? One, two, nothing. That's my son giving me. He's like six, nine soccer games in a row. Oh wow! Family effort. I was, you know, I would go through the board and look for underdogs in the in the baseball, and uh, you know, uh, I do like the Islanders tomorrow. That's on the board right. already, uh, plus a dollar twenty. I thought that was pretty good, and uh, you know, one game don't mean nothing to anybody. Kevin, tell people what's going on at uh, all the board gaming properties with some of the new additions in terms of uh, you know improving the mobile app and also the kiosk. Oh yeah, we get we getting updates all the time uh, on the on the app. Uh, we're real close to uh, integrating our horses to the sports app, so you don't 
don't need to have two downloads. Uh, that's just right around the corner. We also, you know, all the places now in town here got kiosks all over the place. Uh, anywhere from five to nine kiosks in these buildings. Uh, three in our smaller properties. Uh, strategically placed, some of them in bars, some of them all in the book. But, uh, you know, it's the way it's, the way it's all going. Kevin, I got to pay you guys a huge compliment over at Boyd for the prop menus that you've had up for the last few weeks. Uh, it's the kind of thing that I've been looking for for a long time, and, you know, the offerings have been a little bit limited uh, in certain places in Vegas. But, man, uh, you guys have some menus that go on deep dives, especially uh, I was looking at some NBA games and so on. Those uh, awesome selections. Well, and here's the thing. Now that that has all changed like that, you know, our board, doesn't, is there enough room to carry all that? So <laughs> what I would suggest people to do is download our app. You don't have to make a bet. Download it, and you can check out all those menus. Just like you can in our kiosk, you can scroll through every event. Every event, you hit a certain button, and it shows every prop that's available. So, you know, if, you know get the app. It doesn't cost you anything. You don't even have to play yet. See how much you like it. Learn how to use it. And uh, like you just said, there are apps, uh, props everywhere. Kevin, let's close on this. Uh, we heard from other uh, bookmakers that there was a ton of tickets being written on Phil Mickelson. The number I'm seeing right now for the Open is 40-1. to 1. Are you guys getting heavy action in terms of ticket volume on Mickelson? Uh, ticket volume, yes. But, you know, you're talking there's plenty of people that come in and you know, they pick five guys and put $5 on each one, and he's right. always part of that group. So, so that you know, that's, I would say that's true, but not so much, like, scary. Not scary. That's good to hear. Kevin, we appreciate a couple minutes. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, buddy? I'll see you Friday. There you go. Kevin Klein from Samstown with us here on Cofield & Company, 3 o'clock hour. Uh, right around the corner, we have to get into some breaking news around college football. Herm Edwards in trouble, Arizona State in trouble. Come on, not our guy Herm. Visit lvsportsnetwork.com for access to the latest podcasts and best interviews.